0: You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, because we live.
1: live. live. It's Locked On Hornets. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app from the iOS app store and find one of our Locked On Rooms, Locker Room. Changing the way we talk sports. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your pods. And you can follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Hornets, at Walker Mail, and at Nod of the Scribe. You talk about one hell of a pre-show meeting, man. We had no clue what we were going to talk about. And by the end (laughs) of it, we had a whole bunch of different, like, tasty treats at the end of it. I don't know if we had a real meal but we have a no, we whole bunch of up. hostess snacks. We've got the de- we've got the little Debbie snacks. We're gonna hit a ton of that. and by the end, we might be sick on all the fat content, but at least we've got the content.
0: You're telling a, you basically what you're saying is this is a giant cheech and Chong episode. That's what you're telling me right here. This is a giant giant Cheech, and, cheech and Chong minus all the illicit substances that would make a Cheech and Chong episode kind of fun.
1: Yeah. I mean, I can't speak for you and what you've got going on. We are doing this over Zoom. So I don't know if you've got something going on, but I can speak for myself that, yes, that is mine at the illicit substances.
0: Yeah. No, no, no. (laughs) I I would pass a drug test.
1: (laughs) Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. I ain't going to tell. Yeah, your secret's safe with me. Either way, we're going to talk about one of the better Hornets of all time and his birthday today. We're going to fawn over what Nada says is the best season in Hornets history, and I would agree with him. We can talk about that later on, probably second segment stuff. We've got some Explain Your Tweets. One national entity join uh had made his way over to Gastonia yesterday. A shocker. Like I saw this news and I w- I did a double take. I thought that there was something wrong with this report. But no, we did have a monstrous personality that did go to Gastonia yesterday. So, uh we are uh, going to talk about that later on as well. But first, a little bit of an after school special. Yeah, we're going to lead off with that. Nada, are you excited for it?
0: <laughs> well, look, here's the thing. I actually Low key, I kinda am. I don't know if anybody else is, but like it's one of these things that I think we need to discuss, mainly because when we have these discussions, it's very easy to other people when we have them. So when you talk about, oh, that's not us, that's 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 not Charlotte. No, we've never done that. No, we kinda do. Everyone does. So I feel like it's a discussion we kind of <laughs> need to have, honestly.
1: Yeah, no, it is. Well, and, and for me, look, this is what it is, right? So in the playoffs, in, in all three games that were played in three separate playoff series two days ago, each of those series had a fan incident or multiple fan incidents. It was remarkable and yet unsurprising all at the same time. So here's what we have. The Washington Philly series, Russell Westbrook is walking back through the tunnel, and as he's walking back in the crevice above him, there is a bucket of popcorn thrown all over Russell Westbrook, to which he, understandably so is enraged upon the popcorn being poured all over him. And yet he's held back with the many people around him and eventually gets to the locker room. Yet the damage has already been done by the fan. Of course, with the safety of him being so high up and so many rows of seats up. Not only did we have that happen two days ago, in the New York and Atlanta series, we had somebody from two rows back. So not on the floor itself, but the row behind that, we had someone spit on Trey Young as he was throwing an inbounds pass or getting ready to throw an inbounds pass. And you could see the woman in front of the spitter cringe and kind of curl up into a ball to avoid the spit. So something that was pretty noticeable, except for Trey Young, who had his back turned to him. So a coward move, a sucker spit, if you will. And then you also had in the Jazz Grizzly series... A, g- a couple of fans that heckled and then threw some, I don't know exactly what they did, but I know that they threw insults. I don't know if they were racial insults. Nada, I don't know if you know about that or not, but I know oh, that no, they were was. thrown.
0: Oh no, to, there yeah. was. Because again, there was there was an old school antebellum one where like, oh my God. yeah, like it was old school racist and it was just one of those that was just so, I need to go look at this quote because I had it quote tweeted. It was <laughs> fairly ugly give me a second to go look for
1: it no no you got you've got that and I'll explain the rest so yeah that would there were a couple of fans that threw those types of insults and those types of remarks towards the family of one John Moran as John Moran is out there on the court and so this goes to say that we had three of those incidents you, you checked three different boxes off as far as fan unruliness and we've had these types of instances before where Russell Westbrook says after his incident and after the game that the NBA has to do something to protect these players. And you can roll your eyes all you want to. But the fact that these players can't do anything, what you're saying is that you don't value the fans as humans enough to try to protect them once they step off of that basketball floor, once they step off of the court. And now you've got popcorn being thrown at them. Spitting, of course, is like a Mount Rushmore disrespectful move that you can put. I don't want to play that game, but it certainly would seem like something that's up there. And Russell's right. Yes, it's harder to try to figure out exactly what the NBA can do. You could create more space between the court and the players. You could try to vet different people that I don't know what you do, right? Like, I know that that is a hard thing to try to find the answer to, but something has to be done, especially when it happens in every single series to that volume, the NBA has to come out with something.
0: No, they do. And they're going with a zero tolerance policy. And if I'm really honest, like we're getting to the point where this needed to be in place for a couple of years because it feels like there's at least a once a year incident with Ross. Like no matter what, the fans and Russ, there's been a once a year incident for at least four, five, six years running now. Because I, I mean, there was a kid that ran onto the court in Denver. There's been a couple. There's been a couple incidents in Utah alone. I mean, well, I
1: mean, we know what it is with Utah. Yeah, like, like, I mean, look. That, that's just what it is with Utah, right? Like, there is a Boston element to that where there are people affected by racism in that city, despite Bostonians not wanting to admit it. Utah has the same thing going on there because we see it constantly.
0: Side note, Kyrie Irving is a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant politician because... He- <laughs> the way no no I'm being dead serious about this.
1: The oh, I, no I, this I'm stuff. not. That was not a laugh of sarcasm. That was a laugh of the ridiculousness that's going on there as well.
0: No no because again you got Charlotte you got you, you got people in Boston basically saying no that's not us though no that's not us. Right. Yet, the, yet at the fact there's documented history of this and you have people like Marcus Smart saying. Yeah, I heard it. Danny Ainge saying, "No, I've never heard it," which means he's never talked to his players about racism, uh, uh, his his players and or his teammates. Well, just to be clear,
1: the ridiculous, to be clear, the ridiculousness I was talking about was not necessarily on Kyrie's part. It was the Danny Ainge part of all of this. He's going to, after numerous accounts where I even go back to Tory Hunter saying, yeah, I I did. I, did he have it in his contract that he was not like that? He wasn't going to be traded to Boston to play with the Red Sox because of specifically the racism that is abundant there that at least shows its face more so, right? Like that at least is more evident and that you can see pretty visibly more so. Yeah like and Danny Ainge is trying to be out here. No, I've never heard that from my players before.
0: No, like that was the funny part. But Kyrie basically ate mild the entire situation. Which again, <laughs> congratulations, sir. He basically berated the situation and made sure that people were going to be on the best behavior for that. And you know what? I think I want to thank whoever whom. Ever was the PR person for that because that was a stroke of friggin' genius. You know what? Alderman Kyrie, because you know what? That's so political. Like, that's all, again, he is no longer the like galaxy brain Kyrie to me. He is Alderman Kyrie Irving because that was so political. It was so brilliant. And again, well,
1: th- there are elements of that to him, right? Like that's yes. what makes him tough. There, There is some galaxy brain stuff, okay? Like there clearly is with Kyrie Irving that you just roll your eyes at because it's crazy and he knows he's being crazy in some instances and some you just are like, All right, whatever. But there is this element to him when he got destroyed for contemplating possibly sitting out of the bubble because he didn't think it was the right idea with the social climate that they were trying to have this bubble in everybody destroyed him for that because he had been galaxy brain in the past yet there was a point to it I'm not saying that he was absolutely right because there were other black players that thought it was important to play okay fair enough I'm not here to argue one side or the other what I'm saying is it's completely fair for Kyrie Irving to have thought what he did and nobody gave him respect for that thought
0: you know it was fair it was fair and I just for, for the lot of for the life of me right now, I just I, I don't know. The, like again, we want to talk about racism, we wanna talk about fandom, we wanna talk about all of this. The one thing I really do wanna impress is the Hornet fan and saying, why are we not talk why are we talking about this? This isn't Charlotte. Yes. Yes it is. Purple shirt guy was here. Purple shirt guy had incidents before purple shirt, before Dwayne Wade shut him up and sent him home. Go look up the Kevin Durant situation in 2016, in January before the playoffs even started. That fan that basically got into it with KD and got a red card, it's a purple shirt guy. The Hornets could have stopped that and prevented that from happening, but didn't. This is fan, like, I don't want to say fans are out of, con- actually, no, I do want to say fans are out of control. And I'm not trying to necessarily say fan police, fan police per se, but what I am saying is, Y'all, some of y'all go way too hard. Some, a lot of y'all go way too hard.
1: And oh, well we can. Yeah. And I'll make, and look, we, we have the jokes about the, the fan legislating and the fan policing. Not nah, this is different. Like, yeah. you know, it, this isn't, this isn't, this, you know, it, it's not how you should feel about a season based on what took place on the court. This is messing with the players. This is doing something completely different.
0: Yeah. This is completely different. Yeah. And. I don't know like
1: ugh well, let's take, let's take a quick break because yeah. we're, we're over on for a segment. We can get to some of this, maybe half of the second segment, but also we can talk about more of the fun stuff. So if you're waiting for the fun stuff, then fine. We'll give it to you in the second segment as well. Uh, we'll talk a couple of other things here on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. But first, did you know that Build Bar has nine delicious flavors plus the occasional limited time flavor, which every single time they release a flavor d- that is limited time, they know what they're doing because they know I want more of it. And I'm going to order as much as I possibly can before they decide to institute a different different flavor of the month. It's fantastic stuff at built bar. Plus what's great is I don't feel like I'm cheating. It's low calorie. It's low sugar. It's high fiber. It's high protein. It's great for you. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code locked 15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code locked 15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. We've got more to talk about second segment, locked on Hornets locked on podcast network. This is locked on Hornets.
0: We said it Monday, they lost to the Pips. They didn't lose to Gladys Knight. They lost to the right. Pips. They lost to the backup band. They lost to Steve. Now, granted, depending on the backup band, that this is still an impressive backup band. If it's like Stevie Wonder's backup band, then yeah, it's awesome. But if it's I like say. You know, Kings, <laughs> of, Kings of Leon backup band, totally different.
1: It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Bet online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for the runs to the playoffs, and you can head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Here's the thing that I wanted to talk about real yep. quickly before we moved on from this subject, Nada. It's the fact that I think this is highly coincidentally right Because I talked about this. I appeared on the afternoon rush for a couple of hours, or just an hour yesterday, and we were discussing the fans. It was the number one topic. And. I, I think Bobby Rosinski over at the show, if you're not familiar, he, he tossed the question to me, not like surprising, I guess, just kind of threw it over my way to make some comments on it. It was like, no, of course, this isn't surprising because we've seen this time and time before, but we've also seen this specifically with Russell Westbrook and nada. I kid you not before the Adrian Wojnarowski tweet, I brought up the incident that happened in 2019 in Utah. Yeah. Right. Where there were a couple of people, there were a couple fans that were throwing racist remarks at Russell Westbrook. Westbrook, not taking lightly to that, had thrown some comments their way also. And that got into a somewhat of a difficult discussion as to what Russell was talking about. But clearly it was instigated by the fans being crazy enough in Utah and being mean enough to throw the racial remarks towards Russell to the point where you could understand how anybody. Anybody would be mad frustrated after that. So I talked about how even that incident happened with Russell. Well, then what happens is Woj tweets this out, Nada. (laughs) A Utah, (laughs) unbelievable. I mean, it's nuts. A Utah judge tossed out a 100, that's right, you are not hearing me wrong. He tossed out a $100 million suit against Russell Westbrook and the Utah Jazz uh, filed by two fans banned from Jazz games after taunts towards Westbrook in a March 2019 game per court documents. Shane Kiesel and Jennifer Huff claimed defamation and infliction of emotional stress. A $100 million suit that both of those fans were trying to get from Russell because fans, uh, those specific fans, if you want to discuss that, were absolutely nuts. And they don't view... the they, they view them as uh, money-making puppets for their entertainment that they can treat like anything less than a human.
0: No, that's, that's the thing. Like, this is a perception. This is a customer, and it, I bring up Clerks a lot, but one thing that Clerks is a really good reflection of is that clerks, clerks shows you that the customer ain't always right, and the customer's always right perspective is kind of what led us here, and... There are people that think that they, with their $100, 150 ticket, that they can do and say whatever, and that gives them the license to be jackasses. And quite frankly, it doesn't. And, I like, there's a lot of this that I get it's not fun to talk about, and we're trying to be as nice as we can, or at least Walker's trying to be as nice as 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 he can. Because there's a lot of y'all that will hop in my mentions if I say something even close to sideways about LaMelo Ball. There, there's a bunch of y'all, like the stand has gotten out of control. And again, at this point, I don't know whether it's, we all been cooped up in the house for too long. I don't know whether it's, we don't, again, public discourse has degraded to a point where I, again, I don't even know, but I there's a part of me that really, 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 really wonders If, like, we're ever going back or we're going to head to a place where it's going to be like Serbia or the Eastern European fans where there's just going to be plexiglass around everybody around these players. And that's (laughs) where we're going. Like, there's a part of me that legitimately worries about that.
1: Yeah. um Yeah. you know, and, and what's it and you mentioned the plexiglass. And now what's interesting too is Nada, you were informing me about the New York Knicks putting out this tweet here that in the second round they are only going to sell tickets to fans that are fully vaccinated, which is interesting that this is something that would actually come from the Knicks, an organization led by one James Dolan. But this is a decision that the Knicks franchise has decided to make. What do you make of that decision?
0: Good luck enforcing it. Like honestly. Oh yeah. Good luck enforcing it. But good – I mean, honestly, I want the rest of – I want 29 other teams – like, I I hate to be that person. Actually, no, I don't. I really don't. But (laughs) if you're holding out on vaccinating and trying to be social with everybody, yo, I'm sorry, you're irresponsible, point blank, period. You're part of the problem. And I want 29 other teams to adopt this and make this one of those things. And I understand that vaccine access – is still a problem. Trust me. My day job lets me know about that on a regular basis. But quite frankly, like I want everybody else in the league to do this. Because at this point, the vaccine is available if you want it. Go get it. Use that as a carrot. And don't be the don't be the jackass that goes and buys a vaccine card when you can get the vaccine for. For free 99. That's all I'm saying. I want everybody else to do this. I want everybody else to enforce this. We're heading to a point where literally, if you were not vaccinated, you're not going to be able to do much. And I'm okay with that at this point.
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they enforce it. Hopefully that they are able to. And we'll see if any other team adopts that strategy as well. All right, one more segment to go. I promise we get to the fun stuff next. I promise we do. That'll be coming up in the third segment of this show. But first, let's discuss Rock Auto. Hey, that's fun stuff as well. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use for other important things like the mortgage or your food. So when you want to spend money on those important stuff, why would you choose to spend up to 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? The rockauto.com Catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and the same for professionals and do it yourself first. So, again, I ask you this why spend up to twice as much for the same exact parts go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car your truck right locked on in there how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you they have an amazing selection they have reliably low prices they've got all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com it's the fun stuff third segment coming up next locked on hornets podcast this is locked on hornets February is Black History Month and the Locked On Podcast Network is honoring the challenges and success of black men and women in sports with a new series called Locked On Presence More Than... God Almighty.
0: <laughs> Keep this... You're, you're not deleting this at all. This is going to end up being a, a, a bit. I promise you.
1: It's going to no. No, be a
0: bump. It's going to be a bump. Let it, let it... Just let it be.
1: It's time for more of the Locked On Hornets Podcast. All right, Nada, we're going to have a couple of tweets that I will explain. We've gotten away from this yes. a couple of Fridays well, now, well, I think. Because,
0: well, because we've had interesting Fridays, because again, before no, we have. Was the reg- like, there was the regular season, and there was all this disaster, and there was this, that, and the third, and yada. yada, yada. And now <laughs> we have the, we're at the offseason, baby. We are officially at the offseason.
1: It is a J. Cole album, full fledged right here. Magic Johnson first, though. Nada, yes. this is what we need to talk about before we get to the tweets, okay? So I was again doing the afternoon rush and Bobby giving some very minor Sports Center updates as he's just rolling along. It's, you know, the Canes play tonight. By the way, congrats to the Hurricanes. They beat the Nashville Predators. They're moving on to round two. Go check out Locked On Hurricanes, crib. So then you keep moving along and you go through the updates. And then in those updates, Nada, He says that Magic Johnson, the Irvin Magic Johnson, is going to show up in Gastonia and throw the first ever inaugural pitch at the Honey Hunters uh, arena or or the the field. I don't even know what it's called, but he's going to show up in Gastonia to throw the first ever pitch in Honey Hunters franchise history. Magic Johnson making his way to Gastonia to throw the first pitch for a minor league baseball team. Now it is the first baseball minor league team that is majority owned by an African-American. So, okay. You have that tie and magic Johnson wanting to shed light on that importance yet still hilarious. I had zero clue that magic would actually make his way all the way to Gastonia.
0: Yeah. Now that's again, magic Johnson in Gastonia feels like an accident or is he in town to visit? James Worthy, like those are the only right. two scenarios where you imagine the Mad Libs of Magic Johnson goes to Gastonia, <laughs> like
1: Gas House Man, Magic showing up,
0: like literally. But when then I found out it was Brandon Bellamy, a, 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 that's the owner of the Gastonia Hunters, and I was just mm-hmm. like, you know what? Is this is he like related to Bill Bellamy? Is this his a? Is this Bill Bellamy's agent? I know Bill Bellamy still has gets checks every now and again. So, like, I was wondering about that, but I, hey, look, I'm, I'm very happy to see that Magic Johnson was in Gastonia. I hope, it's, I hope it's not the last time, but knowing Magic Johnson, he's probably giving that Magic Johnson gift. Like, I ain't going to be here no more, and I completely understand it's Gastonia.
1: Oh, and the thing about magic too, I'll say is so. My mom actually used to work PR back in the day, back in those Lakers days as well, and she worked with James Worthy. And apparently, you know, James Worthy was you know a good enough dude. There were times that he didn't want to deal with the media, which is totally fine. And you know, mom would have to try to figure out, okay, who can we get to talk to these people that wanted to speak to a Laker after a game or something like that? And James Worthy, every once in a while, somewhat frequently, would be like, no, I just really don't want to do it right now. But mom said. Magic was always down to do that. Like Magic, every single time she can't recall a time where she, where he ever said no. And so that's it was a dream to be PR because Magic would just always show up. And of course, he was his personality was so infectious. Everybody loved Magic. There's a re, the dude's always smiling, and so he would always do it. Like it's it's not out. It's funny that he's in Gastonia, but it's also not completely out of his character to show up just for a media hit or to do something like that. Even if it is in Gastonia, because the guy never even said no. He he loves a camera on him. You know, it doesn't matter if it's just going to be a few people in the stands or whatever. He will do something for you like that. It that is totally within his character.
0: Yeah, no, that totally is. But still, like, magic. Uh, no, you're right. You're Johnson right. Johnson in Gastonia, like, that's no, like, <laughs> still wild for me. Like, that's still it, wild. He's he's got entirely too many zeros in the bank to be in Gastonia. Quite honestly. Yeah. I
1: mean, if if you are an owner yourself of big boy franchises like the Dodgers, then yeah, it is kind of crazy for you to show up in that regard. All right. Let's explain some tweets. One Hornet centric one, I promise. So we got this tweet from Kendrick Perkins. Nada. he put this out. This looks like a preseason game. I think when he was mentioning one of the first round games, not play in, but first round, mm-hmm. said this looks like a preseason game. I'd rather be watching Lamelo, Scary Terry, and the Hornets right now! Exclamation point. Carry on. I said, add disappointing perk to the low lights at the end of the season. How many people do you think felt like Perk did? They want to see the Hornets in the entertaining basketball at it's some point in the first you round.
0: mentioned that. I'm glad you mentioned that. And somebody is. Uh, like I feel like so, so somebody was like, because they were watching the Heat game. I was tweeting about the Heat game, and somebody was in my mentions telling me that you know what, the the Hornets would have done better against the Bucks, and I was just like, come on y'all, come on buddy, come on. Yeah. Like like I, I mean, I, I I understand being a fan, but there is no statistical reason to believe that the Hornets would not have gotten the same ass kicking that the Miami heat are receiving.
1: Yeah, I agree. And even if the Hornets played well against the bucks, they, they seem different and I needed the bucks to show me something in the postseason. I think everybody did. I didn't care about the point differential in the regular season anymore. I mean, it was awesome, but I didn't care about that anymore. I wanted to see them do it in the postseason. Now, granted, you got to do something more than just the first round, right? Like that's not going to impress a ton of people. Miami looked a little different this year. It is still surprising that they're whooping up on them in games two and three, the way that they did. I'm excited to see what the bucks can do. And maybe this is the year that they finally break um, from that stigma of not being able to move on. Um, The other Hornet centric thing we'll get to is the fact that it's Glenn Rice's birthday today. Yes. Happy birthday to one Glenn Rice. He turns 54 Um, we, I, I will use every excuse that I can not, and I know you will too, to discuss that 96, 97 season that he had really just that three-year stretch where he was an all-star every single season with the Hornets franchise. It would be the only years that Glenn Rice would be an NBA all-star, but once again, we will go to that 96, 97 season when he was 29 years old, he shot 48% from the field He shot 47% from three on five and a half attempts per game. He shot 87% from the free throw line and he scored 27 points per game. The numbers are unbelievable. It is the best offensive, certainly, season that we've ever seen from a Hornet ever. It's the best season. And Glenn, no, it's the best season. Yeah, best season. And, that, and that's fine, right? Like, I don't, I you know, I'm probably being too nerdy to say best offensively. You're right. It's the best. Yeah, no, thank you for shutting no, me no, up. No, no, no. Like, it is. Like, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy, Nada.
0: Like, for everyone that thinks that Kemba's um all-NBA season is the best that we've ever seen, no. I used to be that way, and then I look back at the numbers at what Glenn Rice did that year. I love Kemba. He's a firm number two on that list. What Glenn Rice did in that 96 year is beyond, like, let me put it this. I'll put it in a different way. Like, if Glenn Rice was a rapper, he would, again, and we all know about the famed <laughs> year of 96, what he did was probably put out a better album than Reasonable Doubt that year. He, he made his own Reasonable oh, Doubt wow. over
1: 82 What?
0: Years. Yes. Yes. Yes,
1: you could say he put out you could say that is his reasonable doubt, right? You're saying that that's better than reasonable
0: like that. That's where that's his reasonable doubt year. That's what I'm saying. Okay, that's exactly what I'm saying.
1: Although it's not his first year, I get your point. Yes. I guess it's not the perfect example, but I get your point because the thing is about Glenn Rice too is the the numbers in the the bookend years from that season are also crazy. I mean, he shot 42% from three his first year with the Hornets and 43% from three his third year. He never shot below uh, really 46% from the field. He shot 45.7. Yeah, I'm rounding that up. I mean, it was, it was a remarkable three-year stretch for Glenn Rice, man. What a fun player. And I also, I feel like he, and I've said this maybe a couple of times when you, when you see the question pop up on Twitter every once in a while, what players would be a lot better in today's era than they were even yeah, Glenn in Rice's, previous yeah, Glenn eras? Rice is there. Glenn Rice is one of the most quintessential answers. When you especially look at that specific season and those three specific seasons, the other name I always come to is Eddie Jones, man. Yeah, Like Eddie Jones would have been awesome in this, in this era. And he was already damn good. He was already underrated, but two Hornets, I think in this era would have been excellent, especially with Eddie Jones defense. I think he was maybe two time steals champ in the league. Yeah. Michael Jordan gave him that credit of being one of the harder players to go against when he was defending him. So, so Eddie Jones, Glenn Rice. I think those are a couple of answers when you say whose game would have translated even better to the era we're playing in right now.
0: Yeah, no, that, that's the that's exactly like those are the two answers that come to mind first. I mean, honestly, I'd throw Crash in there because Crash would be one hell of a, of, of a small ball four. So I like I would throw those three guys in there that I would love to have in there. And I mean, when we talk about Glenn Rice, like again, there is a single negative. Like, I guess that's the thing. Just when we talk about single season, just greatness is Glenn Rice. And then Mm. then there's everybody else point blank period.
1: Yeah. uh, They lost in the first round that year. Uh, to the New York Knicks and they actually got swept that year. And so maybe you would go to the team success, but it's not like there's been a lot more success everywhere else with the Hornets. But yeah, I mean, Glenn Rice, man, happy birthday to you. One of the best Hornets of all time. All right. That'll do it for the lockdown Hornets podcast. Thanks for joining us. Even if you did not want to listen to that first segment, we appreciate you for staying for the after-school special. Thanks again to built bar for supporting the show. Tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of lockdown NBA, really any show on the lockdown. On podcast network. Have a great weekend.
0: Oh, 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 wait a minute. Now today on the locked on today podcast is Nikola Jokic enough for the nuggets. And I don't understand why he's not 36, 10, whatever in this series at this point, but I need to tell you, you can get more of the sports news you need in less time with the locked on today podcast, follow the locked on today podcast on the odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy your Memorial Day weekend. We'll see you guys later.